John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Reports. With me, as always, is my good friend and fellow Marine, Big Bad Joe Bits. So everybody, go to UbaldiReports.com, and you'll hear more information about the subject we're going to be talking about. But before we go into that, so anything going on, anything new, John, with anything? you, Your buddy, Mike, he did something for his birthday. What did he do? Yeah, a guy named Mike St. James, he works for your meta, meta tag. Oh, it? It's just meta tag. Where are the your? He's just meta. meta. He has a medical tag company. And what he did is he does this. I didn't even know this. And I've known Mike for a couple of years now. Every day on his, every time on his birthday. And he just turned 65. He drove down to where the building collapsed down in South Florida in the Miami area. Mm-hmm. And he delivered waters to all the first responders. And he drove down with a van with 4,000 pounds of water in that van. And I didn't know this. He does. He's been doing this since he's a kid. His parents got them involved in doing some type of charitable work or service to the community, no matter whatever that may be. Like on his birthday, though. Well, it's on his birthday, but did they've it, done it other times. Did it happen to be on his birthday or is this kind of yes, like it was, of, this it, was on this was on his birthday? I mean, but is it something he does like on my birthday? I'm going to do something charitable and then, you know, happy birthday to me. No. Like, well, I because th- I think, you know, if we should start that if he doesn't do it like, you know, on our birthday, we should, you know, go to I don't know. I'm kind of being vague, but like a homeless shelter or we do something charitable no, for the a, community. I, not giving money, I, but I think I think something that's more important than money is actually our time. No, I agree. I've done this before through my church. I've done it on my own. When I served in the Marines, when I was in Iraq and Afghanistan, I you were in the Marines. Yeah. But when I like when I was served in Afghanistan in 2002, I got with my church and we shipped over $20,000 worth of school supplies to help fund a girls' school in Afghanistan. Yeah. Now, then when I was in Iraq, I shipped over $6 million worth of medicine and other supplies to the Afghan, to the Iraqi people. You know what? I have an idea. So we have Marine Corps balls, right? Yes. And when you were like the master guns, you did something. And you weren't really, I guess you weren't really supposed to do it, but you kind of exchanged something for that. And I think maybe we could probably do something similar for like Ubaldi reports. Yeah. Why don't you let them know what, what did you do? You kind of, you presented them a, a CD. Oh, I know what we did is to raise money for the Marine Corps ball. This was in 2006. We took all the positive photos that all the Marines had of Iraq and we put it to a DVD we had music to it. You couldn't, we put something in. So you, the picture was there, but something that was in each picture that you cannot use it without the express permission. But it showed people that video well, pictures that they may not have whatever see from the media. Mm-hmm. They got to see positive interaction of their Marines with the, the civilians in Iraq. Yeah, you know, because we're Marines and we need some support. I mean, how would what, what would you think about maybe doing something like that to kind of like not necessarily donation, but you're getting something in exchange for? No, uh, I don't think that's something we should think about doing. Yeah, I mean, just a, a little bit. I mean, just to, you know, I guess what they like to say, keep the lights on in this place. 
I agree. And then, so I was training actually, so I've been training like people nonstop for my job and it's just like a ongoing thing. But one of the guys I was training just actually today, he kind of got into a story. He's like, yeah, you know, my aunt, she moved down here. She moved to a nice condo in Miami. It was right on the water. I was like, okay, I think I see where this is going. And she, he's like, yep, it collapsed. You know, luckily she is okay, but it just kind of, you know, I, I don't think I've ever been that close to something that's been, you know, that someone has been impacted like that. No, I would agree. I would agree. We do have a lot going on, especially in Cuba. And I'm, I'm really confused about the situation here because there's people that want me to show. Okay. I, I do support. I'm all against no, no communism. But we're seeing a lot of things like we're not seeing anything from Congress. We're not seeing anything from our president. And there's just a lot of stuff going on. And maybe we just need to kind of sort it out. Well, but see, we're not really seeing much from anything. I mean, I follow this since this um, protest started, I think, over the weekend, like on Sunday, Mm -hmm. the president comes out and said, well, this is all about COVID. It had nothing to do with COVID. It had everything to do with the corruption and the malfeasance of the communist dictatorship well, in Cuba. So from what I initially heard is that they weren't getting enough vaccines or they were getting vaccines, but the lesser people or the poor people weren't getting any. And then it slowly, I heard it slowly progressing into almost like a Venezuelan thing where that uh, people don't have food or any of like necessities. And then it's kind of like a, they, they're looking for freedom. They want to separate themselves from the a communistic governed country or island. Like, as you see, I'm, I'm getting a lot. And, you know, unfortunately, we have to kind of like see what the media is reporting and they're not re- really reporting it. Well, they're not. But see, all these things are triggered that the, the vaccine was the final straw for the Cuban people. If you go back to the Arabic Spring that broke open in 2011, that caught everybody's surprise. Mm-hmm. And it started by a fruit salesman who had a cart and he was picked on by the security apparatus of Tunisia. Mm-hmm. And then he put then he burns himself up. And that just started. That was the final straw that started this up. Now, this thing could be the coronavirus with a vaccine or limited vaccine or limited care was given to the, the actual Cuban people. And that was like, that's it. We're sick of this. And they rose up. But the problem is, in this country, you had the Cuban population in South Florida, Miami, Orlando, and Tampa, because that got a heavy Cuban um, influence here. They were supporting the protesters. But our, our president first started was the COVID-19. They're not getting the but Now he's saying, well, communism has failed. Socialism has failed. But where's the squad? Where's Bernie Sanders? And then you had Black Lives Matter. Well, before you go into so- Black Lives Matter, I want to go. I want to talk about the squad and Bernie Sanders. And I think socialism is their kind of thing. That's the kind of, I guess, the laurels that they're resting on is that they think that socialism could flourish and blossom into something beautiful where everybody's like la-di-da and everybody's getting equal everything and everybody loves everybody and you have this socialist you know governed island and 
you know, they're just, it's whether you want to think socialism is communism because basically, you know, when you're doling out, the rich get what they need and then they just give the rest to everybody else. Well, there's two different versions of socialism. There's a socialism that's practiced in Cuba, Venezuela, and some of these authoritative countries. Yeah. And then there's the socialism that's practiced in Europe where the means of production are controlled by higher taxes and higher regulations. But here's an example. We could say everything we want about what, what's going on in Cuba. I work with a couple of people who are from Cuba. And one guy is just, he's been in the United States five years. Actually, like I said, I asked him today, how is your family doing? They're doing all right, but it's kind of tense. I talked to the other guy who was Cuban. He said the same thing. But the one individual said this. He goes, I don't understand you Americans. You guys have everything. We had nothing. You want to go to socialism? Why would I want to go to that when I just left it? Yeah. And just to kind of write on that is that if the squad admits that socialism fails, then they have nothing to go on. So that's well, they why, don't. But but here's where I them. would but here's what I would push back against the squad. They all hate America. They speak out how bad America is. If America is so bad, why do millions of people want to come to the most racist, systemic, racist country in the world? Mm -hmm. Why? It's beyond me. I mean, I, I just I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, people just almost love to come to America just to hate on it. But I would take was a representative Iller Omar, the one from Somalia. Mm -hmm. If America is so racist. If America is despicable in her eyes, why did she come to this country? Yeah. Why didn't she go to Europe? Why didn't she go to China or Russia or any other country? Why America? Because uh, America offers her things that those other countries don't. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, Joe, I get sick and tired of hearing everybody bash this country and I would look at Ilara Omar and say, okay, you're from Minneapolis. 70% of black children can't do math or English to grade level. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a great legacy to leave. So going with uh, back to Cuba now, would you think that they're, they're under their circumstances, they kind of rate uh, a reason to flee the island and be a refugee to come to the United States for asylum? Th that would be a good reason, right? And that, that would be. Why are we having the Department of Homeland Security, who is a Cuban American, you know, and he's saying, nope, don't hate Cubans. Don't come to the United States. Well, the what? only thing I can speculate, this is speculation, is Cubans typically vote Republican. OK. And the migrants <laughs> coming in a lot from Latin America into Texas, and they're typically going to vote Democratic. So mm -hmm. is that the reason you don't want? More Cubans here because they're going to be more Republican voters. Well, Florida is blue anyway. But to me, it's hypocrisy. Or, You're saying these people stay there, but I'll open the border for all these other. And they're going to be two million by the end of this year. So, and he's the guy that says the border is secure. So going with after you were mentioning the squad, you mentioned Black Lives Matter and they I don't get them. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. They supported the communist regime because they accept black revolutionaries. And there's one female and I can't think I don't remember her name. She killed a police officer and they accepted her asylum. 
but they're now talking the black and brown Cubans who are languishing in poverty by a corrupt dictatorship government. And they don't talk about the millions that the Cubans have killed, not even in just in their own country, but all through like Africa. Because during the 70s and 80s, Cuban Castro sent Cuban military into Angola, into Ethiopia, and other areas of Africa. So is a, is Black Lives Matter just doing, you know, almost like what the squad does is like whatever America wants, they'll do the opposite of. Yeah, I believe so. But they haven't. The one thing with Black Lives Matter, I would like to point out, where are they all with all these mass killings of black individuals in their communities? Mm-hmm. They've been silent when a seven-year-old little girl was killed or a two-year-old girl or Look at the last two weekends in carnage in Chicago. I think there was 19 killed over 4th of July weekend and 98 shot. And then the following weekend, there was 11 killed and I think 38 shot. That's worse than I ever saw in the worst days of Iraq or Afghanistan. Kind of going doing a little bit of a sidebar. A great dictator once said it's about about it's not the people that can vote, but the votes you can count. And then our great president, Joe Biden, said something very, very similar to that not too long ago. But even Joe Biden is absent. He could go. I'm not saying we do a military invasion of Cuba, but he could go down to South Florida and do what Ronald Reagan did in um, 19, I think it was 88. Mm-hmm. When he told uh, he goes to the Berlin Wall and he tells McCor- Mikhail Gorbachev, which he got resistance from even his own staff to do it. And he put it in and he said, if you can, I think if you care about freedom, tear down this wall. And it was a very poignant moment. Biden could say the same thing, but he's just absent, just like in 2009 when he was vice president to Barack Obama, when the um, Iranian people during the green revolution rose up and they even chanted where's obama where's obama you know i like i want cuba free actually for maybe selfish reasons because you know if they can abolish communism and we can maybe reconnect some ties with cuba i can go down there for a vacation john or the other thing john i know you your selfish reasons to go to the beaches of cuba and get your cuban cigars oh and my rum too remember that yeah yeah it's your rum but if Cuba was, if the, if the communist dictatorship was gone, you could also possibly see a change in Venezuela because that means all their intelligentsia, paramilitary organizations from Cuba will have to come back and that would topple their government. That's what's keeping the government of Maduro in power from Cuba because when the Biden, Obama, well, the Obama Biden administration, when they opened up, Cuba got rid of the sanctions. They didn't do the Cuban uh, government didn't have to do anything. So you're they saying- were free to spread the revolution. Trump came along and said, no, 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 no. That's not the case. We're going to go back to those sanctions. So our, our president, just by kind of using his influence as an American president to Cuba, he could kind of free up the South American area. Yeah, he could target with economic sanctions and financial sanctions of all the Cuban leaders. They got to get their money from somewhere. They got to put it in banks. He could do a lot of things, but so far he's been silent or 
He lets his press spokesman do the speaking. He hasn't said much. Where's Kamala Harris? Well, I don't think they're going to let him. I don't think he's allowed to. They're not going to let, you know, there's somebody else controlling our president saying that, saying what he could say and what he could do. You know, he, he would really, if he said something, he would actually maybe earn a few points in my book. And I wouldn't think he's just some kind of a puppet in this whole, in this whole deal. No, I would agree. I would so heartily agree. He's just, it's kind of ironic. Victor David Hansen made a comment about that. He goes, he wasn't supposed to say that. He takes his notes out and says, well, this is what they told me to say. Yeah. This is who they told me to call on. The question is, and there was a poll last, last week, and I can't think of, I think it was in Slate, but I'm not sure that 57% of Americans believe someone else is running this government. They don't mm-hmm. believe Joe Biden is running this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's I think it's plain on for everybody. And I think, you know, I honestly think that's hurting them more than actually having uh, Trump won the election. I think they could they could have solidified a a little bit more had Trump been elected for a second term than having Biden in there and trying to control something because, you know, now you just have. He's not, I, I, I wouldn't even say he's a puppet because he doesn't you know. No one is controlling him when he talks. Well, uh, no. I mean, you may not agree with, but there's a problem here. And so far, when it comes to Cuba, I mean, it's been through four or five days and Joe Biden's been pretty quiet. He said one little comment about communism is bad and socialism is bad. But that's about it. He hasn't gave a reassuring speech. He hasn't gave um, a Ronald Reagan moment or nor did he give a John Kennedy moment when he said, we're all Berliners. I don't know. I'm not confident this administration is going to do anything with Cuba. Are you think there's like along for the ride or are they just, are maybe are, are they just holding out for the 2022 election to kind of see which way to, to go? Because there's also, there's also other things like, well, I don't know about you, but I got my child, child, child tax, credit installment today no i don't have kids so i'm not getting anything i think what's going on is the biden administration and joe biden only want to focus on domestic like their infrastructure the reshaping of america this is a nuisance to them this takes them off message it's just like the border they don't want to deal with it so we're not talking about it we're going to go back to what we like but when these problems arise and you don't deal with them, you're going to be forced to deal with them. So we'll have to see how this plays out as the um, days move on. So uh, I guess there was a couple other. Oh, Texas, a lot of interesting stuff going coming out of Texas, especially I guess they were supposed to uh, vote on a reforming voter bill. They were doing like Georgia did and some others uh, in Florida. Mm-hmm. reshaping their voting, how you vote to make it harder, give you more access, but harder to cheat. The biggest sticking point for the Democrats is, is a voter ID mm-hmm. that if you submit or you apply to get to be um, an absentee, excuse me, if you apply to vote, you have to submit that either a last four of your social security card number or your driver's license number. Mm-hmm. So they know who is getting that ballot. Yeah. Democrats are all against that. They think that's racism and they're using Jim Crow as like, oh, this is like Joe Biden said, this is Jim Crow on steroids. Okay. And- so 
you're telling me that black people don't have social security numbers or they don't have drivers? Well, that's the argument they're making. Oh, it's making it hard. So they're making it sound like black individuals are too dumb to get it, understand how to get an ID card. Yeah. I think it's very dis- despicable how they think about this group. So, I mean, look at Joe Biden. Remember what he said a few months ago? They didn't get much play in the media. When he stated that the reason why black and Hispanics aren't getting vaccinated in large numbers is because they don't know how to use the Internet. I mean, people going house to house. I mean, it's just it's despicable how they treat the minority community, what they think of them. But going back into Texas, so a bunch of the Democratic bunch of Democrats, I guess they went to Washington for what reason? They went to Washington because to to pass this legislation you need a quorum. And I think, I mean, don't quote me, I think the quorum, you need to have a majority of members. So they took off to prevent to have that quorum. Okay. But other bills aren't being passed. And okay. the governor of, Governor Abbott stated that we're also trying to pass a bail reform. Mm-hmm. So we keep dangerous criminals in jail. If yeah. they don't come, we can't pass that. So that means dangerous criminals are going to get released. So he did threaten, or he, I guess he didn't threaten. He said he's going to arrest them when they get back. Well, that's the, the, the theory that Governor Abbott, I don't know what legal grounds, I went, I'm not a lawyer on that. But the thing is that Biden stated on Tuesday, he gave his own voting the past what the, the Democrats want. What the Democrats want is no voter ID. They want, obviously, they want Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico to be a state, Mm -hmm. but they want third parties to collect your ballots. And there's a lot of things that are in there. The biggest thing they want is the nationalization of voting, the voting rules. Well, the Supreme, the uh, Constitution in Article 2 is explicit. All voting rights reside in the state of that you're you're residing. Florida can make up its own rules to voting, mm-hmm. just like Texas can make up its own rule. That's why when Texas sued and it made it to the Supreme Court, how other states conducted their voting, the Supreme Court squashed it down. You do not have a say in what another state. Okay. okay. Work me through this. How is it that people are totally on board with a party that not only wants to uh, rig or no, I, okay, I won't say rig, but kind of sway the election their way, but almost cheat to a point where they're like, we want to cheat. This will let us cheat, but you won't let us cheat. The I'm reason, to- Joe, is the media. We don't have an independent media in this country. And I think a couple of weeks ago, there was the Reuters Institute of Journalism in Oxford, England, said uh, they rated all the countries, industrialized countries, and the United States came in dead last for trust in journalism. The, the media is not reporting. They just say this is suppression of votes of minority voters. This is Jim Crow all over again. Jim Crow prevented blacks from voting. Blacks voted in record numbers in 2020. Mm-hmm. So explain to me how we're preventing the right to vote. And the media is just carrying the water for the Democrats. That's plain and simple. It's not me overstating this. They are, they're not covering stories. They're not covering what is in the, the John Lewis bill, which is a total nationalization of the voting system. They're not covering that. They just make it sound like the, the Republicans are racist or they're suppressing the votes. 
They're making it easier to vote, harder to cheat. And the states like Delaware have limited use of voting than what's going on in Texas, Georgia, or Florida. And why why all of a sudden? Because we've already seen three states so far kind of change their election laws. And why is that? Is it just because 2020 was just so sloppy? Well, because 2020 was in the midst of a pandemic. And what happened is, and this is where I don't know what was in Trump's loss, but this is what I was concerned about. When you had governors making unilateral changes to their election law without the vote of their legislature, that's not how it's done. You had counties changing their election laws. That's not how it's done either. So that's the problem. They want to tighten it up because considering all these states were just blanking it out their ballots, they want to tighten it up. How So we know who is receiving a ballot so we can verify that that's a legitimate person. Okay. Everybody uh, listening, if you want to get more information, go to uvoldyreports.com. John has a plethora of articles and he does uh, lots of research. That's one of his favorite things he loves to do is uh, provide research, you know, take a look at it and, you know, let us know what you think. Give us a, send us an email. And John, how can you do that? You can reach us about, go to Ubaldi reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi reports at gmail.com. Or you can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, type in Ubaldi reports. If you go to Facebook, go to Ubaldi reports group, and you can check us out there. So we'd love to hear from you. All right. And everybody have a great day and we will talk to you soon. All right. Take it easy.